All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, and I would like to thank you folks for your patience on the crack, and I know so many of you are used to, especially on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify, uh, you know, waking up on a Monday and seeing the crack in there. I decided to change things up this week, mainly because, truthfully, because of the Ukraine situation. Um, I had a very strong feeling that there were going to be a lot of reportings and developments today instead of yesterday, uh, so I didn't want to just make a bunch of speculations on a crack in yesterday, and then the actual events from those speculations would come out today. I figured, okay, let's just kind of hold it over till today. So again, thank you so much for your patience, folks. Now, before I do that, I want to give a very, very special happy 30th birthday to Jordan Renee. Jordan, uh, I wish you nothing but the best. You have an uh, incredible family uh, at the... I could if I could say at the very least, and um, I'm not sure if you watched the show or not, but again, I'd just like to thank you for having a fantastic family, and I wish you nothing but the best on your birthday. So um, with that being said, let's delve right into it. Now, first and foremost, we got the, the situation in Ukraine, okay? So I'd like to open up uh, my telegram here to go to Disclose TV just because things are happening so rapidly that even as I assemble my notes, things are changing. So uh, Biden was almost two hours late for his, his remarks on Russia and Ukraine, but I believe he's currently speaking as of the time I'm, uh, sorry, about an hour ago as of the time I'm recording this. Meanwhile, however, smoke was rising at the Russian embassy in Kiev. Again, almost as if they were destroying evidence, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, speaking of which, the website of Russia's VEB or VEB bank is offline, following Biden's remarks that the financial institution is part of the U.S. sanctions package. Um, speaking of which, Russian stock futures surge over 6.5% after Biden's remarks on U.S. sanctions. So again... Uh, take that as you will. Now, we'll get back to Ukraine shortly. There's a lot going on there. Again, there's been, you know, uh, Prime Minister Zelensky of the Ukraine, basically, or President Zelensky, he joked recently at the uh, Munich Security Conference that when his um, earphones stopped working, he said, quote, you see, Russia's not here, but they hear, end quote. And people started laughing. I took that as a little bit deeper. Maybe I'm looking into it too much, but I took that as Mr. Zelensky's way or President Zelensky's way rather of saying to the West, calm down the rhetoric. Things are maybe bad, but not as bad as you guys are making it seem in order to usher some type of conflict. Just my perspective. Maybe I'm incorrect, but this is exactly the I'm doing my best. I'm trying to call people that I know that are based out of Ukraine. It's very, very, um, it's very conflictual. But anyways, let's cover a few things before we get into that. First and foremost, Jean-Luc Brunel, the former model scout who's been accused of trafficking underage girls to Jeffrey Epstein, uh, was, quote, found dead, end quote, by hanging in his prison cell in France. You can't make this stuff up, this stuff up excuse me, in a New York Times bestseller. They're, they're cleaning house. The Mossad is cleaning house. Um, I don't know what else could be said at that point. <laughs> um, the next thing is that spectacular images from the Solar Orbiter spacecraft show the largest eruption from a solar prominence. Um ever observed the eruption extended millions of kilometers into space now this isn't anything <clears throat> new per se um and the reason i wanted to bring this up is because it, it's not necessarily the content of the article here but more so i've been seeing lately a lot of articles on the bbc and mainstream media outlets you know saying oh there's these big objects in space we don't know what they are planets this or that we're not sure you have nasa saying oh we've discovered you know earth-like planets that are habitable and exoplanets and all of this as if they didn't know before I mean, I can't help but think and laugh in a way that I almost have to applaud them. When I say them, I'm talking about, you know, the elites at the top, because if they didn't start pushing this, the, a lot of people 
other than yourself and myself would not be discussing these things, right? And again, we see that this sort of push from the top is working. Whether that's for better or for worse is not for me to say, but we see that because for those on YouTube, if you look on the right-hand side here, you'll see uh, the hashed, the term aliens, hashtag aliens is trending. This late, nice lady here, Ruby, tweeted, has UFO Twitter amassed so many participating people that by using hashtag aliens, we're now causing it to trend? She's asking it. Look, fair question. Fair question. I, again, point being, obviously, not to sound overly vague, something is coming. The question is, to what extent do we believe what's going to be coming with respects to some type of false flag disclosure? Again, um, with respects to Project Bluebeam, ET, all of that. But let's put that to the side for a bit. Just wanted to give you folks a perspective of where my, my head is at, at least in that regard. Um, the next thing is that the Canadian Ottawa police chief said, quote, If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation will go on for months to come, end quote. Okay, here's the thing about this, in my humble perspective. Uh, <laughs> This police chief who said this, I think he's gone already. And again, obviously, if he's resigned or retired, it doesn't mean that they're still not going to follow through on such punishments, quote unquote punishments. But point being, you had the original Ottawa police chief resign. You then had the interim police chief resign. Nobody wants to deal with this crap. You had, you know, police officials within, you know, the Ottawa police and all that and other federal police. Basically, from what I'm hearing on the ground, because I'm doing my best to keep my finger on the pulse as a Canadian there's infighting even the police are divided within their own personal beliefs so if you're a police chief i don't blame them when they say i don't want to deal with this crap but it's kind of ironic how you know 48 hours prior they acted all tough and then they resigned shortly after now if this was not the same police chief please forgive me but again even if it wasn't do you see what i'm saying they talk tough but and then it's all tough in the establishment media but then when you check what's going on on the ground it's totally different I mean, night and day difference, folks. The next thing is that fully vaccinated Queen Elizabeth, 95 years old, has tested positive for COVID-19, experiencing mild symptoms, Buckingham Palace says. Well, again, I don't personally, this is just my opinion. I don't believe she's still even alive. So and if she is, then maybe they transferred her soul or consciousness. I, I'm not trying to get into that on a Kraken, but I mean, at this point, like... Um, the next thing is that a metal fence is being erected near the Parliament of Canada in Ottawa. Speaking of which, I also believe that, I believe that a, a metal fence is being erected or already has been around the White House, if not multiple fences. Um, the next thing is that the NIH in the UK sent 292 fully redacted pages rather than substantive material related to virus research in Wuhan. The agency continues to withhold critical documents that could shed light on the origin of the coronavirus pandemic, according to TheIntercept.com. The Intercept is interesting. Sometimes they, 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 they actually quite often, in my humble perspective, they push a lot of the um, elite's narratives in a way of trying to sugarcoat it, saying, oh, we're independent which is why arguably I believe The Intercept was partly co-founded by Glenn Greenwald and he left it because he didn't like the direction it was going. But then you have some articles like this from The Intercept, which I have yet to find any type of seeming dissemination of propaganda. It just seems to be straight up they're reporting what is the case. So I got to give them credit where credit's due. Um, the, and speaking of which, look at this. They, they, they sent in fully redacted pages. Are you kidding me? fully redacted pages that's like if again if i murdered someone went to court and then said the judge said okay where's the proof that you're innocent here's the proof your honor and i hand a, a whole package of just bl of, of bl um redacted information and the judge goes okay you're free to go it's the same thing it's the same thing so again t take that as you will 
The next thing is that the U.S. Embassy warns of possible terrorist attacks in Russia, cites, quote, media sources. However, a quick search reveals none. <laughs> um, excuse me. <clears throat> The U.S. mission in Russia also urges Americans to ready their, quote, evacuation plans as part of the ominous security alert. Again, this is according to the U.S. Embassy dot uh, RU dot U.S. Embassy dot gov. Um, so YouTube should not nick me for any of this because it's coming right from there. Um, please forgive my strange mouth noises, folks. It's uh, it's it's literally so cold out here where I am that it. if you step outside even to take the trash out for 5-10 seconds, at least for me, not being used to this weather, it hurts to breathe. It's like minus 40 degrees Celsius. So, The next thing is that Truth Social will begin to give Americans who pre-order the app from the Apple Store access to the platform over the next 10 days beginning at midnight. Um, Disclosed TV says they've been in it for a couple days. Interesting to see what will happen, so we'll follow up on that, but I do believe there are more pressing situations to look into at the moment. Um, the next thing is that Macron of France proposed a Putin-Biden summit to discuss security and strategic stability in Europe, both accepted in principle. Now, the White House then later said that a possible Putin-Biden summit could happen only if, quote, Russia does not proceed with military action, end quote. End quote, excuse me. I don't think Putin's going to yeah, I think Putin's basically said, I've had enough of your nonsense. Um, and look, I'm not trying to defend Putin. It's just all you have to do is take a look at the history of, you know, the, the U.S., the Bush administration leaving the anti-ballistic um, anti missile treaty, the ABM treaty and all that without any uh, advanced notice, things like this. I, I can understand why Putin felt blindsided in a lot of regards. Now, again, I'm not trying to sympathize with him because we have to be, again, when you try and present an alternative angle that is neither in support of Russia nor the U.S., People who parrot the Western media or the Western media itself just goes, look, look, you're, you're, you love Russian propaganda. It's like, no, no, that's not what I'm trying to say here. Anyways, the, um, the next thing is that separatist leaders in the Donetsk and Luhansk regions of eastern Ukraine are asking Putin to recognize the independence of the territories in video um, addresses aired on Russian state TV. Uh, speaking of which, members of the Russian Security Council called for recognition of separatist regions in eastern Ukraine. As of yesterday, Putin said he will make a decision, and he did. He recognized the independence of breakaway regions in Ukraine and signed the decree that recognizes the independence of LPR and DPR regions. Separatist leaders were in the room while he signed this. Um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. We'll follow up shortly. Let me just... Uh, report to you folks on what's going on in Canada. The next thing here is that Canada's Trudeau said, and I quote, even though the blockades are lifted, which yes, they are, this state of emergency is not over, end quote. I, I what's, what state of emergency you want to keep us in and for what reason? Again, I cannot help but think this reminds us of, you know, the 30s in Germany. Uh, again, no disrespect to the German people, but I mean, it's, it's like when you look at this, it's, I don't, I don't need to tell you folks, you look at the comparison of the War Measures Act compared to what happened at the time in the 30s. I mean, it seems to be the same thing over and over. You have United Nations planes seen at North Bay Airport, you know, heading to, to, the, to, to Ottawa. You have, uh, you know, private jets going from D.C. to Ottawa overnight. It's as if Trudeau's being told what to do. You can't make this stuff up in a book, folks. We used to joke about it that, you know, Klaus, he's waiting for orders from Klaus Schwab, but people are literally saying that now. Like, literally. Um, and also, for the record, I want to make this clear for YouTube. I'm not saying this, but hashtag blackface Hitler, those words were trending around the world for the last few days in the top one or top two trending keywords. And that was a reference to Prime Minister Trudeau and the actions being taken. So I'd like to ask Mr. Trudeau what state of emergency we still got to stay in for this to happen. I've actually had some of this affected 
myself i can't get into that until things were resolved but i've actually had some issues because of this um i gotta stay neutral this this prime minister's um uh war measures act or emergencies act the next thing is that according to uk prime minister Bo- uh, boris johnson all remaining COVID rules end in england again take that as you will um putin russia uh, has said that russia recognizes the independence of breakaway regions sorry already reported that there's just so much so many updates on ukraine guys it's hard to keep up uh putin this is what i wanted to say ordered russian armed forces to enter enter rebel territories in eastern ukraine for quote peacekeeping operations end quote look i'm gonna be honest with you guys neither russia like the kremlin or the the u.s neither of them are innocent in this situation provocation strategy at this point i don't know who to believe because you can't at least that's my view um we see here the state duma of the russian federation unanimously approved the ratification to recognize donetsk and luhansk regions in eastern ukraine as independent uh speaking of that as an update russia says the recognition of independence for areas in east ukraine extends to territory now held by ukrainian forces according to the associated press now again that seems to be a little bit you know putin sort of flexing his muscles a bit so let again i assuming that even came from putin we have to keep in mind this was reported by the associated press we could be lied to because reuters and the associated press are very intertwined with the cia i don't that i mean i don't think i should i can get nicked on youtube for that that's just a fact so um i mean all you have to do is look at the people who claimed in the past whether it's today or 30 40 50 years ago you know who worked for reuters and the associated press that they, they, they've been fed bs all the time now again a lot of reuters and the associated press i believe take their main premises of information from the trilateral commission so again i know that's make of that as you will with that being said it's possible the associated press is absolutely correct in in stating this but at the same time we got to question that um again I, I i can't believe i even have to self-censor on youtube these days like what anyways uh the next thing is that uh, Hong Kong's leader Lam orders three rounds of compulsory COVID tests for all 7.5 million residents. Hmm. Again, uh, f- take that as you will. Uh, the next thing is that Germany suspends the approval process for the Russian-German $11 billion Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline, Chancellor Schultz announced. Schultz said, quote, certification has, certification has stopped, which means Nord Stream 2 cannot go online, end quote. of Germany's natural gas demand is met by Russia's Gazprom. Gas storage facilities in the country are currently only 31% full in Germany. Yeah, this is, again, in my humble perspective, Germany having no choice but to go along with the NATO objective and narrative here. uh, With the, you know, Australia, UK, and the US and France specifically really trying to seemingly push for a conflict. And I got to stop there because of YouTube, but... Speaking of which, the UK sanctioned five Russian banks and multiple wealthy individuals in its, quote, first bar- uh, barrage, end quote, Prime Minister Boris Johnson says. Actually, you know what? One more thing I wanted to mention about this uh, um, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. If I'm not mistaken, please forgive me if this is incorrect. Germany approached Russia for this pipeline, and Russia said sure. So when Germany says they're cutting off, the, I mean, what, what, again, unless I'm missing context, and if I am, please, please forgive me. I'm not intending to deceive. But what... What does Germany gain out of this by doing by cutting this off? Looking tough to side with NATO. Okay. I mean, uh, from Putin's perspective, he's gonna go. All right, you need gas. Too bad. I mean, that's how I see it. But again, I get. We can also argue maybe, uh, actually, strongly uh, rather, I should say that again because fifty-five percent of Germany's natural gas demand is met by Russia's Gazprom company. We could argue as well that, you know, Russia. Um, 
also needs that money too. But I don't think they need need it per se. But again, I don't I don't know their books. I don't mean to look into this too uh, deeply, but. The next thing is that Canada's Freedom Convoy leader and organizer Tamara Litch was denied bail by an Ottawa judge this morning. Litch faces up to 10 years in prison. For what? I, I'm i going to have to leave this there. The next thing is that Putin is uh, seeking authorization from the Russian Federal Council to use armed forces in operations abroad. And they gave it to him. Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling the, the, the um, Russian Federation Council was going to give it to him. They authorized it. They authorized him to use armed forces outside the country. Uh, speaking of armed forces, the U.S. Capitol fence goes up again ahead of Biden's State of the Union address. Right. They got to protect themselves from the masses because they know what they're doing and it's cheap parlor tricks. So, again, just my take on that. Uh, the next thing is that large crowd ga- has gathered at the Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris to pay their last respects to Luc Montagnier, the French biologist and virologist and Nobel laureate in medicine who dared to ask questions. Oh, okay, yeah, I got to stop there because of YouTube. But yeah, I mean, Luc Montagnier warned about some stuff pertaining to the beep boop. I'm going to stop there. But yeah. Yeah, and uh, apparently highly respected individual, you know, um, smart guy. From what I've heard off the record, that guy knew a lot more than he let on. And it makes sense. Makes sense. That whole crowd of individuals, when when you're that smart as a doctor, let's be honest, world governments want you to work for their intelligence divisions and things like this, right? Um, They'll pay you large sums to do it anyways. The next thing is that NATO has put more than 100 warplanes on, quote, high alert, and 120 Allied ships are underway in what Stoltenberg called, quote, the most dangerous moment for European security in a generation, end quote. I want to believe that, but at the same time, I also have to consider the NATO rhetoric of wanting to ramp up war again, but it's, it's arguable. We can argue that the genie's out of the bottle. That either it's Putin or NATO, but it's being pushed too far now. There's no way to, to calm things down. But anyways, speaking of which, Putin said that the Minsk agreements no longer exist and Ukraine must be demilitarized and give up its NATO ambitions. Putin also recognizes the entirety of the Luhansk and Donetsk regions as being part of the LPR and DPR, including areas currently controlled by Ukraine. Putin's, again, he's not bluffing. People have said, people the likes of Antony Blinken and those guys, they're bluffing. Uh, and Putin's not, and I would be inclined to agree, at least at this moment. He's not bluffing. He'll do it. Um, and I'm not trying to make it to, to, to defend with Putin or side with Putin. The, I mean, at least me personally, I look in, a, in the eyes of a guy like that. He's smart, strategical, but at the same time, you don't want to push his buttons too, too much. So, I don't know. That's just me. Um, meanwhile, Biden over there, he's probably just got out of bed for a shower. He's going to go back to bed now. But anyways, um, the, the next thing is that there's a hostage situation at an Apple store in Amsterdam. I hope, again, um, everything is resolved, but there se- it still seems to be ongoing as I record this. The next thing, let's go a little more global. Um, Iran says its controversial internet control bill uh, passes the committee stage. The parliamentary committee approves general outlines of the bill in a rapid session as proponents seek to finalize the legislation within weeks. What I see here, folks, I don't know if this has to do with censorship, but again, internet control bill, I imagine it does. Um, world governments, whether it's Turkey, Iran, uh, you know, the West, you name it. Like Pre- Prime Minister er- Erdogan said the uh, the other week, he goes, we got to quell misinformation and things like this. So, I mean, look, whether world governments want to help the people or not, ultimately, they still want to control the narrative. Hence, things like this are being passed in almost every country. Internet control bills, all that kind of stuff, right? So, 
take that as you will. I, I, in my personal opinion, I fully disagree with it. But again, the next thing is that Syria backs Russian recognition of East Ukraine breakaway regions. Foreign Minister Faisal Makdad says Syrian government will cooperate with the two Moscow-backed separatist-held regions. As if we didn't see this coming, Putin again. He's side taking sides. You know, you know, picking and choosing people that don't like the U.S. and or have been. Um, rubbed the wrong way let's say by the americans or the westerners if you will or maybe even the europeans and this ain't come with me let's again as i had said i think in a public episode three or four months back russia turkey iran pakistan china a couple others uh, please forgive me i don't remember off the top of my head they're trying to move away from the u.s dollar it's pretty clear. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Erdogan seeks to boost ties with Africa in a four-day visit. The Turkish president wants to boost business ties with African countries. Again, assuming I'm sure there's some intelligence, or maybe there isn't, actually. Um, it, it's too vague of a statement, and these meetings are too vague. So unless I'm in the room, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to follow up to see. Uh, the next thing is that Iran returns U.S.-made donated COVID vaccines to Poland. Tehran, the capital of Iran, says 820,000 jabs donated by Poland were manufactured in the U.S. and will be returned, basically sticking a thumb in the eye of the of the Westerners. And I, look, I, not again, not to defend, I know lots of Iranian people, not to defend the regime of Iran or the government of Iran, but to a very small degree, I get what they're trying to do. Again, it's a chess game, guys. It's tit for tat. Um, the next thing is that U.S. Navy planes launch uh, launch a Middle East drone force with allies. Or, excuse me, the U.S. Navy plans a launch of Middle East drone force with allies. Excuse me. The drone force using artificial intelligence could be operational by the summer of 2023 to put more, quote, eyes and ears on the water, end quote. Okay, but as if they weren't already doing this to begin with. I mean, come on. Uh, not only that, but we have to also remember that uh, that are allegedly a lot more has gone on underground with respects to ETs, UF, uh, USOs, not UFOs, USOs, unidentified submerged objects, um, than in the sky. So, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, the Navy knows what it's doing either way. Whether it's good or bad, that's a different story. The next thing is that Iran's RACI discusses nuclear talks with Qatari Emir in Doha. Iran's president meets Qatar's Emir, who said his country was ready to help find an agreeable solution to nuclear talks. Assuming this is there's no intelligence um, apparatus being like the the driver of this sure obviously you have to have intelligence plans in place sadly because of how hostile you know adversaries and even allies tend to be but excuse me um i mean better to have talks than to drop bombs let's put it that way the next thing is that new ugandan law uh, to impose fines on those who refuse the covid vaccine i was personally in my opinion a little bit shocked to see to read this but only a third of uganda's population has been vaccinated against covid19 and the government is keen to change that hence the new law to impose fines on those who refuse the covid vaccine i'm a little bit surprised but again assuming this has gone through the legislative process and the people are okay with it so be it but it seems like the people aren't based on the vaccination rate, assuming that vaccination rate is accurate, um, I'm I'm gonna have to leave that there. I don't I don't I I don't know I don't know anyone at the moment in based in Uganda. I, I don't think. Therefore, I, I don't. It, it wouldn't be fair for me to speak unless I'm on the ground. But again, we have to keep in mind the intelligence angles of this. We have to keep in mind the uh, political legislative angles of this. There's a few different uh, pieces to the pie here. The next thing is that. 
An explosion record, uh, reportedly killed 59 near Burkina Faso gold mine. The mining operations in Burkina Faso have become increasingly dangerous for small and larger mines. I have a few proposals on this. One of them is that it could be possible. Very sadly, again, um, almost 60 people died, but these explosions could be deliberate so that there's a control of you know mining operations relative to controlling prices in the markets. And yes, corporations in the past... Uh, YouTube should not nick me for this because there have been settlements in court and things like this, but whether it's pharmaceuticals, mining operations, it's been done. Now, that's just a, a, a thought of mine, a proposal, not saying that's what the case is, what the situation is. Now, I know this might sound a little bit crazy as well, too, for some of you, but we also have to consider the possibility that there may be some life forms underneath such... Um, uh, vast pieces, areas of land that don't want these corporations to dig any deeper. But if so, I would hope that world government, uh, world governments secretly have agreements there. But again, we'll leave that at uh, at that. The next thing is that Pakistan is allowing its first shipment of Indian wheat to Afghanistan. The first convoy of 50 trucks carrying emergency food aid being allowed to pass through the country to address the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. It's nice to see cooperation. It's as simple as that. Um, it's unfortunate that maybe, again, we I hate to say it, but we got to consider what's in those trucks. If it's food, I mean, again, uh, Indian wheat, so be it. But again, the tech is there for nano tech to be put inside there. I mean, it, it is a fact, actually, that believe it or not, organized criminals that transport drugs all over the world now put nano cameras in the drugs. So if the drugs get stolen, they could see where it's going. They could also monitor the shipment live. So to say that, this, that that's not happening, again, we got to consider it. It's nice to see cooperation on the surface level. But again, it's unfortunate that we have to consider these things, but we have to. The next thing is that 18 foreigners remain jailed in Kazakhstan over unrest. Kazakhstan Human Rights uh, Commissioner says 14 Uzbek, 2 Russian, and 2 Kyrgyz, or Kyrgyzstan, please forgive me if I butcher this, nationals remain in detention uh, centers. Again, it, yeah. I don't know enough about Kazakhstan to say. Um, quick little side note. I know that Borat's from there. <laughs> little joke. But uh, that's... It's unfortunate. Again, the only people that suffer... And we can argue this has to do with, you know, strategy, yada, yada. And this is just another pawn of that strategy. And these are the people that are suffering from it. So, the next thing... And this I found pretty neat. Pakistan's Prime Minister Khan wants a TV debate with Indian counterpart... Prime Minister Modi. The Pakistani leader says it would be beneficial for people in the subcontinent if differences could be resolved through debate. My opinion, do it on Rogan. <laughs> Honestly, look, if these leaders are willing to have a long-form debate, I know it sounds funny, but yeah, do it. Do it. These three-minute debates that then cut to commercial, yada, yada, it's so staged and planned. I mean, come on. Like, Anyways, the next thing is that an Indian CEO is giving $530,000 worth of shares to a driver and house help. The CEO of Indian Bank gifted 900,000 shares or 3.7% of his holding to his staff, which is money that his staff will use to buy homes. Again, people would say arguably, oh, well, he could have given more. Look, it's, it's honestly, guys, it's a better step than what a lot of these rich people are doing all over the world. Better than nothing. And I got to applaud him for that, truthfully. Um, now, again... There's the write-offs and the yada yada, the, you know, for different uh, reasons and all these things. But ultimately, look, people are going to be able to buy food in a house thanks to this guy. So I got to give him credit where it's due. Now, it gets a little bit 
conflicting if you start looking into I'm not saying this gentleman here n- not not this gentleman but in general people that give away such money usually have very murky shady backgrounds so then you start to think holy crap they're doing this to offset the bad they've done I'm not saying this Indian CEO I'm just saying we need to think of these things in a grand uh, grand scheme picture perspective in my view at least the next thing is that Colombia has decriminalized abortion following a regional green wave. Following a trend across Latin America, Colombia has decriminalized abortion, making it legal up to 24 weeks. I still don't know where I stand on this personally. However, I must be consistent and say, if this was done appropriately, uh, in a conformal way, and done by the people of, the, of the said respected nation, in this case Colombia, so be it. I got to respect it. And to be fair, as a male, I've never been pregnant before. And again, I, I imagine the perspective is different when you're a female in these situations with respects to your views on abortion and whatnot. So again, this is why I still don't know where I stand on that. It's very tough. It really is. Um, but again, assuming there were no discrepancies or issues following this ruling, again, I, I, I guess I could say I congratulate or applaud the people that went out and pushed for this. And if this is what the people of Latin America generally want, so be it. Who am I to say? Uh, the next thing is that the Dominican Republic begins building a border wall with Haiti. The Dominican president said the wall will reduce irregular migration and the smuggling of goods and weapons. I want to be clear. I don't think a wall is necessarily always that. I don't think a wall should necessarily always represent a negative connotation to some type of separation between one country and another. In my personal opinion, a wall should not always represent negativity. I know that because of Trump since 2015 for holy crap, it's been almost, whoa. In like two and a half years, it'll be a decade since the guy ran, but or announced his running with the whole wall and the Mexican rapist thing and all that. But I mean, I guess that's sort of we can argue that's a big chunk of the rhetoric that moved that whole angle of it. And also to be, but to be consistent, the Biden administration is still building the Trump's border wall. That is a fact, and they're also kicking people out of their own personal properties who live on the border or close to it. Biden said he wouldn't when he was running, and he's still doing it now. That is a fact. So, uh, again, take that as you will. The next thing is that Italy rescues nearly 600 migrants off Calabria and finds one dead. Hundreds of people, including 59 minors, were found packed into overcrowded fishing boats in bad weather off the coast of Calabria. That's going to be saved for a members-only episode because there's a lot there that I can connect both on a... I got to watch what I say. Okay, I'm going to have to leave that there, but... Yeah, it's great to see that the rescuing occurred. Um, But at the same time, we also have to remember there are families all over the world that just want to get to other countries for a better life. And this may have been some of that. Uh, The next thing is that Germany has indicted a businessman on suspicion of breaking arms control laws by helping Russia purchase sophisticated machinery that could be used to make chemical weapons. Assuming that this person was, uh, this businessman was found guilty in the way in which the German legal process is done and this was not a hit job of sorts. Great. Um, Again, I say great with respects to a country needs to punish its individual based on the laws it's set. So, again, this person seemed to know what they were doing. Again, not trying to defend Russia nor Germany, to be fair. Uh, The next thing is that Australia has accused China of shining a laser at its surveillance plane. The Australian Defense Department said the incident was an act of aggression that had the potential to endanger lives. I imagine it's like when shining a laser at a, at a, a, a... yeah, any plane, really. You can get in trouble. I mean, there were a couple times, as I've told you folks in the past, for those that check out the live streams or whatever, that when I've had, or even if you're on Patreon, if you're on the Telegram, um, I've put up videos of me in the morning when I've had UFOs come close to my apartment and I'll shine like a laser and it'll jerk or move, respond as if in, it's like saying back to me in a certain way, like 
yeah, we know that you're you're pointing a laser at us, and I know it was a UFO and not a plane for a number of reasons, but also because I didn't get a knock on my door and get arrested, because if I had done that to a plane, a commercial plane, whatever, uh, I'd be in big trouble. So I, I guess you could say I'm very fortunate in that regard. I'm very hesitant to do such things again. But the next thing is that BBC journalists Emily Maitlis and John Sopel have announced they are leaving the corporation to launch a new podcast and host a radio show together on LBC. Newsnight's Maitlis and um, outgoing North America editor Sopel have signed a deal with LBC's parent company Global. Okay, I want to give some context here. Emily Maitlis is the same lady who gave the Prince Andrew interview, which a lot of people applauded her for, for being a mainstream media journalist and still willing to press and ask such questions. I got I even I have to say, yeah, I didn't expect her to press him the way he did the way she did. Excuse me. Uh, With that being said, we got to look at this in a couple different ways here. Maybe they're leaving a either for more creative freedom and they realize that, you know, the establishment mainstream media is done and they want to get into the podcasting world or B again, I hate to sound uh, well, actually, no, I don't care. Maybe they're going there to be the corporate chills in the podcasting world for the media. We got to consider it right. We really do. Um, The final thing is that Donald Trump's social media platform Truth Social has launched in a limited form on the U.S. Apple App Store. I'm in Canada. I haven't checked yet if it's on. I'll check after this. The app had similarities to Twitter, commentators noted, and Mr. Trump was banned from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube last year. Uh, Some early users had difficulties registering registering accounts. Excuse me. Uh, However, Project Lead and former Congressman Devin Nunez said it was expected to be fully operational by the end of March. Again, take that as you will. I'm... I'll, I'll download it. Don't get me wrong. I'll get it. Um, because to have another app on my phone, what's the big deal at this point? But, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens there. Um, yeah. So, uh, we'll follow up on that with respect to Truth Social. Let's hope that, again, uh, this is more of a successful launch rather than that of Getter and, and others. And not trying to take shots at Getter whatsoever, but, I mean, there's there's we have to call it like it is, right? There's been some issues there. Now, with that being said, folks, thank you so very much for watching or listening. We have uh, lots coming up, not just for the public, but also for the members. A very exciting, not just rest of the day, but week as well in terms of content. And I cannot thank you all so very much once again uh, for supporting in any and every way that you do. And we'll catch you all very soon. Cheers.